Today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, we've all heard the chant, please come back. Well, my co-hosts haven't heard it, but they're aware of it. Uh, but So anyway, this week, we're going to talk about the things in wrestling that we'd love to see come back. I've gotten a welcome back chant about five times. <laughs> you got me there, literally. <laughs> Plus, your promo about nothing and so much more, but first... Tell him, George. You still got it. <laughs> I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there. But there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 195, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an hiatus from the ring and joining me as always is a veteran of the new england independent mat wars now he is a contracted ring of honor wrestler mr inside edition one half of the bouncers the brawl daddy brian malonis hello michael hi you're back i'm back welcome back welcome <laughs> back <right>? <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. i've had more comebacks on this show than fury's had in wrestling that's it's close it's definitely close <laughs> um so you had a uh, weekend last week with ring of honor uh, i don't know if there's anything notable that happened <laughs> what do you mean with the ring of honor what, uh, what, what do you mean you've been reading stuff in the dirt sheets yeah there's been stuff all over oh, the. Uh, there has been yeah huh like what well, we'll talk you about bring Fury in? Yeah, we'll Did talk you about just ask a second. If Crockett's been reading the dirt sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Did the sun come up today? <laughs> you are joining us. You are the owner operator, head trainer of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. Owner, operator, promoter, booker, upcoming main eventer of Cold Fury for Chaotic Wrestling. No. He is the permanent host of the wrestling podcast about nothing, the firebrand Brian Fury. Hi. Hey. You jumped the gun there. We heard from you before I, I introduced look, you. I couldn't help it. You just couldn't, couldn't uh, bite your tongue it. any when longer. When it comes to you and dirt sheets, we all know that that's all you do is read the dirt sheets. I I, I peruse every now and again. I have to keep up on things. A good 22-7. He's aware. He's aware. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian Malonis, ROH was in Georgia and North Carolina. You made your North Carolina debut, right? Yes. 25th state. The yeah. 25th state of the yeah, union. I, I, I thought it was going to be Oklahoma, but then uh, I had that weird thing where the show got canceled, but they still flew me there. But I didn't count it. Remember you were talking about, would you still count it? Nope. Have to actually, you know, at least participate like some sort of like in-ring angle or something. But uh, yeah, North Carolina, my 25th state, halfway there. Halfway home. Yeah. North Carolina. Petey Pablo. You see somebody posted the video? So I, I actually put it in the uh, podcast. I played a little bit of the song. Oh, perfect. I don't know if you, you guess you didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I had no idea who that guy was, but I did look it up and I found it. Pete so. Pablo is the man. No idea. <laughs> you, you don't even remember, Brian. You're completely lost over there. Uh, I've done a lot <laughs> of it, and I haven't listened to last week's episode yet. So Jesus H. This guy. I listened to last week's, yeah. Oh, thank you. Someone did. That's good. I was in and out of it, so I had to, I had to catch up in the parts where I was out. I'm very busy, Michael. What do you want from me? You have these long plane rides. I, I Pop flew, in them earbuds. I flew to Atlanta. It was like 
two hours. And it was at eight in the morning. I didn't get any sleep, so I tried to sleep on the flight. I take very early. The flights are usually very early in the morning. Oh, boy. You wouldn't know, Mike. You've never jet set in pro wrestling. <laughs> you, don't, you wish you could live my life. I'm not hitting those highways, bivots, or airways. Crockett's never really flown anywhere ever, right? You drove across country. Ugh. What a sucker. <laughs> that was fun, man. That was very nice. Yeah. Your idea of fun, huh? Yeah. I've been <laughs> to Florida you have to stop a every like 20 minutes for the cat or something? <laughs> not every 20 minutes, but you know, you took uh, breaks here and there. <laughs> I can't imagine. First of all, I can't imagine driving across country. But can you imagine driving across country with a cat in the car? I drove from one side of my town less than 10 minutes across town to my new house when we were moving. Had had... Uh, both cats and their cat carriers, and I wanted to drive myself off the road by the end of it. <laughs> like, and it was less than a ten minute drive. Uh, she was very good until the the very end. She uh, got a little nervous and and pooped in the carrier. <laughs> I miss vodka, Me, my old so friend. I. I miss her attacking you on the uh, yes. on the show. <laughs> it happens. Vodka it happens. has provided some great moments on this. On this podcast. Oh, vodka. Oh, vodka. So, Brian, you did the ROH thing, and there is some news to come out of the last. Uh, ROH weekend there for uh, on, they're on Honor Club right both those shows were on Honor Club yeah well, I mean you tell me Mike what was the news well I I hear from my my people your people yes Dave that, Meltzer yes did Meltzer were, report this <laughs> Meltzer said <laughs> Meltzer said that, that there was a changing the guard in, in some form or fashion backstage hmm well you know um I did see the reports out there yes um I have not seen a completely accurate report yet. I will say that, um, but there are definitely some changes, and I think uh, it's really exciting. It's it's a really exciting time, I think, in the company, and I mean, the most important thing is um, there are several big names who everybody thought were leaving, and they were leaving, and they were gone already. People had Marty Skrull debuting on. They were writing their fantasy angles for how Marty Skrull was going to debut on <laughs> AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how the dirt sheets were so sure of that. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you're full of garbage. You make stuff up. And things change, though, right? Is oh that the explanation God. of the dirt sheets? Things changed? Uh, now, right? now that you're uh, I mean, well, these, one of the big companies, I guess you got to toe the line. Well, I mean, the, no, but these, comes dirt I mean it was reported as, like, fact that he was leaving. Was it not? I mean... I mean, see, the sentiment online was such, but I didn't see any dirt sheet reports that said he is debuting on this date for AEW. Not, not or debuting else. on this date, but it was like foregone conclusion. I just, I mean, believe, you know, I don't know, three <laughs> percent of it, uh, maybe. <laughs> like it's all, it's all nonsense. You're all, you know, the people who pay for these things are paying for speculation, and um, you know, I, I, I don't know. So you're not a somebody who. You know, lets people know what's going on backstage. Oh, me? Yeah, drop a dime here and there. I mean, to uh, San Jose, California. I mean, stories stories were were breaking within moments of things. So it's it blows my mind the way. And, but it's never it's never completely accurate. I've seen I've seen it reported as fact, it's like four or five different levels of like what's going on in Ring of Honor, and not one of them is correct. <laughs> like, so you do, t- you, tell do me. you know for sure? Do I know for sure? Yeah. Uh, what's what's correct? Yeah, I I feel like I do. Oh, yeah. Okay, I right. would assume he does. He works for the company. <laughs> well, I asked you the other day, and you were kind of like, oh, no. 
That's how you used to be as a booker, remember? <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you're giving me the runaround. I was just in general, though, very positive. I think I think everything going on with Ring of Honor is very positive. Um, what a change from everybody writing the death knell of Ring of Honor again. How many times has this company's obituary been been written over the last however many years, and uh, and now it's starting to feel like we're the darling of the internet again yeah i mean after the events of late last year i mean yeah uh, it's definitely given some positive publicity to roh going into 2020 so that's definitely a good thing absolutely i did see an old friend this weekend as well you did christopher Nowinski did did see him down there really so it was good to catch up with him and uh and chit chat and we're talking about all the some of the old kowalski students and slash ctc students so it was good. It was very good to catch up with him. I hadn't. I probably hadn't seen Chris in. I don't know. It's had to have been seven or eight years at least. And I think it's. I think it's funny. Like uh, I, f- I feel like sometimes everybody around there who doesn't know me personally thinks like just because I'm new there, like I'm new to wrestling. Yeah. And then when I run into somebody like that who I've known, I mean, I've literally, I literally met him on the first day I stepped into wrestling school. Yeah. Um, they get like sort of like you, you, you know each other. I got that like from like three or four different people. Yeah, like I'm not. I had to do the explain. Like I've been around wrestling for 18 years. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I'm new to Ring of Honor. I'm not new in professional wrestling. Some people don't know that. Like when Nowinski started having the concussion issues in WWE, he would come back to like the CTC and yeah. you know he try try to work out and try to get in the ring and see how he was feeling. And, you know, he had these long-standing issues. Uh, obviously, that's the the um, field he went into, uh, you know, with CTE and all that stuff, but he was around chaotic wrestling for a long time. Yeah. And once he, they realized he couldn't really do anything in the ring, he was doing commentary in chaotic shows, thinking of other ways that he could uh, help out WWE. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you were there some of the days he was there, but it was, it was pretty scary, you know, see him try to do stuff in the ring and then not not be able to just start having symptoms and scary stuff but he's i mean he's doing he's doing great obviously he's doing you know i'm a big believer in kind of things happen as they should and and it sucks that it happened to him but he's taken it and made it into such a positive not only for himself but for the world like all the stuff that he's kind of kicked off i mean i feel like it all started with him all this stuff with cte and concussions and um i mean the work he has done Nobody was doing it. Uh, yeah, he's definitely brought it to light, yeah. especially in the wrestling community. Yeah, it's 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 amazing, and I and I wish I watched some of the, some of the stuff I used to see on the indies and things like that. And I wish guys on the indies took the time to get the information, and <laughs> because um, I definitely have a little bit different different view of things now than I did. And uh, I, I just I wish that I wish other guys would seek out that information. And uh, I mean, I'm fortunate enough where my company presented that to us so it's a very fortunate situation to to be in but the info the information is out there so for guys you know on the indies and stuff who are sometimes it's a badge of honor to take a chair shot to the head without protection and things like that like just educate yourself and and know that there are some very very real very scary long range consequences for for all these things so yeah um so not to get all serious on you but right, it, was, right. it was fantastic though it was great to catch up with him and then just it's one of those things like i'm very grateful to, to have that information now 
Yeah. And with, with ROH, um, Delirious, obviously, I, I thought it would have been like seven and eight years. You told me it has been 10 years that Delirious was, you know, the lone guy in charge at ROH. What would you say about Delirious's like long tenure? And I mean, he's still doing similar stuff, if not the same stuff. But, but what do you think about the run that Delirious has had uh, booking with ROH? I mean, for a major wrestling promotion in the United States, it's pretty historic. I mean, yeah. that position has been one. Even some of the top names. I mean, I guess the only person you can kind of even think of that's had that long of a run as the head of the like sort of the creative is Vince McMahon. Uh, I mean, everybody yeah. was always in and out in WCW or other companies and at TNA. It's always been a revolving door. It's always somebody different. So to have that sort of run is in, is incredible. And and for me, just thinking talking about him, you know, for all the people that have always told me no in wrestling, he's the guy that said. Yes, and he was yes from the moment I wrestled him. I don't even know how many years ago now. So, Vermont. yeah, I mean that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Like that's you know. Um, so, but I mean he's again. I still haven't seen that. He's not going anywhere. Correct. No, he's. I mean, it's an exciting time. I, again, it's. Uh, I'm not going to talk about inner inner workings. You know, in in depth of the company, but it's it's an exciting time. There's really exciting things going on. <laughs> the, the ring of honor is here to stay it's not going anywhere um and the so, new japan uh, alliance is stronger than ever it seems with all the announcements for supercard yeah look at the supercard um you know announcements uh kenta yeah just, part of it will amazing. osprey you're gonna go well, to, to Florida? Yeah, you come to the Bullet Club Beach Party. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> I'm going. Apparently, you're crashing the party. Yeah, me and the, me and the Bruiser are crashing the party. That's April 4th, right? Yes. Saturday, we'll April 4th. We'll have our tans. <laughs> Bikini ready. I'm going to do, I, I'm gonna do uh, Speedos like my friend Brian Fury here does now <laughs> at the beach. Good gravy. Crockett doesn't go to wrestling shows two minutes down the street from his house with like four of his friends on it. He's going to go to Florida. <laughs> Probably well, you're not, not. You're not in Woburn anymore, so you're not that close. You don't live near Woburn. I do. I, I live right down the road on 93. Kind of. Sort of. Ridiculous. I could have a show in Somerville, which is like two minutes from here, and you wouldn't go. You got a show in Somerville? I'm saying I could have a show oh. in Somerville, and you wouldn't go. Well, let's talk about Pandemonium, the show that you did let's, have in Lowell, let's. Massachusetts. Uh, you told us last week that... Is uh, crazy stuff happening, yes. and crazy stuff did happen. Very much so. So who's the winner of Pandemonium? Tell us all. Well, uh, there will be an announcement. First thing at the next show in Hudson, Massachusetts, to address the situation. Oh, this is like uh, Luger and Bret Hart. Yeah, there was no official victor in the match. Um, or would it be more like Final Four? <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably yeah. more like Final Four, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. The the Final Four after the Rumble, right? That's what you're talking about? F yeah. uh, Fake Diesel got screwed in that, right? Fake Diesel did get screwed in that. <laughs> Makes me so angry. But yeah, so, you know, obviously, with everything that went down and the absolute chaos and carnage and, you know, the weird. Pandemonium. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the very weird closing to the show. Um, you know, yeah, we you know we are fans an explanation and to figure out exactly what's going to happen, and we will announce um, who's going to be main eventing Cold Fury at the next show in Hudson. So Ryan Fury. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing was that Josh Briggs came out. He was he was eliminated, right? So Josh Briggs came in number three. Yeah, and was eliminated 
maybe four seconds after stepping into the ring. Nothing. He didn't actually get to lay his hands on anybody. Anthony Green schoolboyed him from behind, and he was eliminated instantaneously. Wow. Like, it wow. was... Evolve was okay with this? It was um, shocking, to say the least. Well, it's another Evolve guy that did it. <laughs> and then they're actually wrestling probably within the next hour in an ODQ match at Evolve down in Florida. Wow, chaotic wrestling storylines playing out <laughs> in an Evolve ring. My goodness. Country, nationwide. Confirmed. Confirmed. Chaotic wrestling is a feeder <laughs> developmental system for Evolve. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Josh Briggs came back out and destroyed everything. Literally everything. Almost everybody in the ring, the referees, all the security guards destroyed the ring, destroyed commentary table destroyed anybody else that got sent out to try to stop him and help things and yeah it was it was a very interesting ending to it the show and i was very i'm not pleased with the outcome but pleased with the outcome i guess you could say i, I think that evolved championship has really gotten to josh briggs's head he's, <laughs> he's really full of himself these days was a nice guy did our podcast at one point mm-hmm. now he's just this I mean, he's become Dijack Part Two, by the way, with his miserable attitude all the time. <laughs> like he's the most miserable guy on social media. Yeah, I was. Just- he, I think I think he left social media at least for a little while. Oh, he did. Yes. Yeah, Twitter. He said, "Yeah." <laughs> Speaking of miserable Dijack, I was just texting with him too. He's at the Evolve show as well. Yeah. He's. <laughs> he's like, I did a meet and greet. It was great. Made zero dollars. <laughs> 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 Guess you can't bring your own merch, huh? <laughs> you can't bring those knockoff uh, Patriots Dijack shirts. Or the Yoda one. Got to upgrade that with the baby Yoda now. <laughs> well, speaking of Josh Briggs, I did just upload his interview that we did with him to our YouTube channel. So check out Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on YouTube. Just search Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. You can see um, a lot of the interviews we've done, more to come. Uh, they're being uploaded as we speak. Well, not as we speak, but, you know. <laughs> periodically why are you lying then why would you say that okay because I'm, I'm doing the podcast now so i can't do it as we <laughs> speak but periodically we're adding new interviews that we've done in the past to the uh, youtube channel so just look up wrestling podcast about nothing on youtube also brian real quick earlier in that first match that was on we we're watching television wrestling is on it's on mute uh there was a double duck you guys missed a double duck. Oh, oh damn that's it a shame it was fantastic i love a good double duck <laughs> uh how about Brian, uh, another Brian, coming to Hudson, Massachusetts? Yes, the debut, Chaotic Wrestling debut of Flying Brian Pillman Jr. Very excited. Yeah, who's he going to wrestle? That will be announced soon, right. shortly. Uh, there'll be a couple more Is he in this room? <laughs> no, he's not oh. in this room. I, I have no bookings for Chaotic Wrestling. No, not you. I'm talking about oh. Brian Fury. <laughs> no. <laughs> And there'll be a couple more announcements to come prior to the show. So keep your eyes peeled on the uh, Chaotic Wrestling social medias as we announce everything coming up for the next show in Hudson. Working on a brand new website for Chaotic Wrestling, too, Crockett. It's in the works. I did see that. I went to the website the other day and saw that there was like a, a very haphazardly placed uh, notice saying, we're working on a new website coming yeah. soon. You're very critical of, of these sorts of, of everything. But makes no effort to improve anything. Yeah, Craig is just a miserable human being. That super hypercritical of everyone and everything around him. I improve our website, Brian. The take a look in the mirror. What does that mean? Did you finally get those dick pics up? (laughs) (laughs) 
working on it. Working on it. Uh, uh, speaking of websites, BrianMalonis.com. That is where you can get uh, your Brian Malonis slash Bouncers gear, including the new Bouncers Drinking Bears, the Care shirt, right? Yes, yes. And uh, a lot of people trying to help with a really unfortunate situation. So I put up the, I put up the tweet. There has been some T-shirt sales. So all my profits that I'll get from Pro Wrestling Tees this month, I'm going to donate to the Australian, uh, Red, the Australian Red Cross. So... Uh, crazy wildfires over yes. there. I mean, literally, a continent is on fire, uh, which is one of the most amazing things I think I've ever seen in my life. So, um, so yeah. I mean, if you can help, help. Just donate straight to it. I mean, you don't have to buy a T-shirt for me, but just whatever I you know get for T-shirt sales this month, I'm gonna donate once I get my uh, once I get it at the end of the month from uh, from Pro Wrestling Tees and send it straight to, to the Australian Red Cross. All right, so, so BrianMalonis.com if you want to help out. And uh, our website, the official website of the wrestling podcast, about nothing, is the WPAN.com. That is the WPAN.com, our hub, our home base. And uh, you can find ways to subscribe to the wrestling podcast about nothing there. You can actually listen to the podcast right there. Just click the little button, and you can play the podcast right there from the website. And they have all the different places you can subscribe, including Spotify, plus the social media links. So there we are basically at the WPAN on all social media platforms. And, uh, you know, there's bios. Uh, uh, Sonny uh, said he's getting me his bio. He don't have it yet, but I trust him more Sonny than I trust. part of the team now? Well, did you, I, hire, did you hire somebody while I was gone? <laughs> well, I did say that he was probably the new permanent guest host because he's been on enough. My goodness, this, I mean, how many men are we gonna? How many people are we gonna hire here? Well, if you got you guys keep going away and doing your thing, and <laughs> the, I have C- to keep people- the CEO and COO have every right to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So we got to make sure we have our, uh, you know, our bullpen stocked. We're, we're actually getting our names out there, Mike. Trying, trying to do stuff to bring light to the podcast. You're just hindering progress on uh, getting us on the BTT feed. <laughs> God, are we going to talk about that? I mean, you, you, you avoid the subject like the plague. Well, uh, there's a there's a stumbling block in my mind that maybe we should discuss with Mike Mills at some point soon. Okay, I've been talking to Mike Mills quite a bit. Oh, you have? Yeah, he's kind of ignoring me. <laughs> him and I, him and I actually texted uh, just yesterday. I sent him a a tweet that was on the Twitter, and I <laughs> it's just an inside joke between him and I. I don't want to say on the air right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hmm. I feel kind of left out. <laughs> you, you hope to be part of an inside joke sometime. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, go to our website, the WPAN.com, if you want uh, to know everything about the wrestling podcast, about nothing, uh, everything about us except for Brian Fury. And uh, Brian and Brian. Yes. Last week, we talked about things that should be outlawed in pro wrestling, moves, spots that should be banned for life. They're banned. <laughs> did you work that clip in? I haven't listened to We did. It was in there a couple of times. Yeah. We did. So uh, this week... Let's go the other way. At the end of the podcast, I kind of asked you and Sonny, Brian Fury, what would you bring back? And we're going to open it up to not just moves and spots, but just things in general that you remember about wrestling that you wish would come back. I know this was inspired, this idea, from Brian Malonis, even though he didn't listen last week, the return of the WWF, now WWE, ice cream bars. Sort of. 
Yes. Sort of. They're not exactly the same. They don't have the chocolate back. So I hope I hope it's the same cookie consistency. I want that dry, crumbly. Yeah, without the chocolate back, though, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm willing to give it a chance. It's better than nothing. True. It's better than nothing. That's true. Yes, yeah, so that's coming, uh, I think, in the spring. Those yeah, on the whole, wonder, are those on the whole 30? Yeah, I wonder. No. No, 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 no they're not. No, they're not. Oh, I want to eat pizza so bad. <laughs> Someday, Brian. Maybe. Oh, Sunday at the Super Bowl is when I'll be eating some pizza. Oh, really? Yes. You're just going to be eating everything, huh? Oh, it's going to be a disaster. I'm going to be so sick afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, ice cream bars, the WWF ice cream bars. Brian Fury, what's your memory? You uh, a person who enjoyed these? Of course. You get them at the uh, ice cream truck. Yes. They'd, they'd come with uh, like a, a card on the inside, if I remember yep, correctly. I didn't realize until, I think I was listening to like the major wrestling figure podcast and they were talking about like these things were around to like 2008 ish like there's like there was like cm punk ones i think there was like a lull of, uh, but then they came back briefly at some point uh, crazy i didn't I, I i don't even remember them really in the attitude era all that much i don't think they were around then i think there yeah there was something they they went away they came back for a little while I don't. I don't know exactly the. I mean, I'm sure the major wrestling figure podcast. I'm sure they know all about it. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, they might. They work. They fucking work there. So <laughs> yes. So the ice cream bars. I'm look, I am looking forward to that. By good humor, they're putting out those bars. They haven't have the little uh, superstar stamps on them, just like uh, looking like the old school days. I really hope they're the same. I, I I have a feeling like they're gonna try to make them better. Like I'm using the air quotes, make them better. But they were they were absolutely perfect. As is, I want the dry, crumbly cookie. I want the not all that creamy ice cream. I want the thin <laughs> layer of chocolate. Like they were so good back in the day. Oh, the best, Jerry. The best. They were. They were the go-to at the at the. You know, you get an ice cream from the ice cream truck. It was the go-to. You yeah. occasionally find them at like convenience stores too. Like you could occasionally like there was a there was a store by me called A One Market, and uh, they they would always have them in the little the little you know individual. Oh yeah, George and Ed's, right where I used to live in Rochester. George and Ed's, George and Ed's. Yeah. I feel like for a while too, like I don't know if they were just like overproduced, but I feel like there were like years where like you know you'd be getting like a honky tonk man one and like he was gone <laughs> for like three years. Junkyard dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that, I, that's why the cookie was so crumbly. It was like from six years ago. Well, I mean, honestly, do you think those? I mean, they, you, they, if you found like an old case of them now that's been properly frozen since then, like. It's probably still edible at this oh, point. Yeah. I can't imagine. I imagine there's so many chemicals in those things. Take a big bite right out of those bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Brian Malonis, you weren't with us last week. So, why don't you go first up for something that wrestling should bring back? Please come back. Yes, please come. So, I'll, go, I'll start with something simple. But I'm going to start with the big blue cage. Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> you know, well, it's, it's fresh in my mind because... My son was was really obsessed with like he he had watched we watched a bunch of cage matches. He's really obsessed with watching uh, the Hogan versus Andre one, um, but it was like a baseball stadium. I think it was like maybe Milwaukee or something, or maybe mm-hmm. it was like Toronto, like their outdoor baseball stadium. Like, but it was Hogan and Andre uh, inside. Is it before a, or after Mania three? I was, I was after saying, it's after it's after yeah it's after Mania three. Because um, I don't even think yeah neither neither of them has the belt in it. Like you know Hogan's I mean obviously Andre only had it for seconds but hogan was not the champion in the in this match huh um but so he, he was really obsessed with that match and he really like i want the blue cage daddy i want the blue cage daddy so i had to 
finally found a really good friend of mine. Um, yeah, you know, former wrestler was involved. He's good friends with Tony Roy, guy, guy by the name of I won't say his full name, but Big Dave. Uh, Big Dave, who has like an incredible collection, he's always very good in helping out. You know, helping me find stuff or, or giving even just giving me stuff for Michael. Uh, but Big Dave helped me get. Uh, he listens. He's a listener of this podcast. So, oh yeah, yeah. He'll uh, he'll he'll pop like hearing me talk about him. But Shout he helped Big me Dave. acquire this uh, this ring and cage. But I I love it. It just was so different. It and I, and uh, the rumors are it was built so Hulk Hogan could climb the cage because he couldn't climb the other cage or whatever but it just aesthetically looked cool you could see more into it like it, it was great fantastic I that's love the it. cage that i grew up with i saw that cage first and foremost um and then when i saw the other cages it was like i'm like that's a fence like yeah like, that doesn't hurt at all chicken wire what's going yeah, on yeah i'm like it's like thrown into the fence all the time like, it's, not, it's nothing <laughs> <laughs> but the big blue all steel like don't get me wrong i can understand why it would get taken away like i wouldn't want to get fucking thrown into one of those things at first <laughs> that'd be devastating thinking about the china slamming the oh. door on the head of mick foley like God. gives me goosebumps on my body but visually it was fantastic i think it should come back at least for like a special cage grudge match or something like i don't know like it's just it's visually amazing. Like, it's great. And on the same lines, bring back the old Hell in the Cell. I hate this new one. I hate the w- way it looks. It looks Double weird. Double tall, double yeah. wide. Was it red this time? I think it was red recently, yeah. Very jarring. Very, you see that, that red color. Yeah. Did you remember the brief period where they still had the the big bar cage, but they painted it black? The blue, yep. bar, the blue was bars was black. Valentine's Day Massacre? Might have been like uh, so very briefly sure. at the beginning of the Attitude Era, they still had it, but they painted it black. I'm pretty sure when the Big Show debuted, uh, that he when he sort of you threw Austin yeah, into threw it, Austin, right? I'm pretty sure that's the that's yeah. the big blue cage. Yeah, because uh, Vince isn't climbing up the uh, the <laughs> fence either. No, I think there was that period, almost like it, yeah, it was like it, they went back and forth with it, like it, they took it away for a bit and then they brought it back for a short spell and then it was gone again. So you want to see the big blue cage back? I do. Back in action. Yes. All right. Well, Brian Fury. What do you want to see back in wrestling? All right, so here's um, they still kind of do it. They'll do like interview segments, like themed interview segments, like they do it in the ring. Yeah, I want separate sets for those types of things. I remember growing up, there was the Snake Pit, there was the Barber Shop, there was you know the Funeral Parlor. They're all separate little sets, and they weren't just set up in the ring. They're off to the side. They had their own little place at home, and when the camera was on it, it just looked like it's a separate place. Like I loved those types of things um, for like interview segments rather than just, we're going to put a red r- fucking rug in the middle of the ring and a couple chairs <laughs> and a plant and consider what? it like an interview segment place there. I like the separate sets. What about the ones where they do it on the stage, like the Alexa Bliss's uh, interview segment they would do I mean, on the it's stage. A, it's a little different. It's all right, but there's no real set for it. It's just two chairs that are there. Yeah, I like the full set. And you, you think about some of the different things that happened on some of these things. Like I've said it before, you know, Ultimate Warrior getting locked in the the coffin, or obviously the most famous thing ever, like Marty Jetty getting thrown through the barbershop window. But there's also like when Sid went crazy and started destroying the barbershop and the. Shaving cream like exploded on his face, and he still finished the rest of the segment. Like 
<laughs> Honky Tonk Man smashing Jake the Snake Roberts over the head in the sink pit. Like Jimmy Snuka getting the coconut yeah. over his head by Roddy Piper. Yeah. And, you know, obviously the Hogan and Andre segment on Piper's Pit. Like, those were big things that happened. And you've, I visualized the set, I visualized all of it in my head. And it just makes it that much better, that much more special. Even one of those, I, I love the old, just the simple stage that you should do with Mean Gene that was sort of off to the side, like... Yeah, they did those on a couple of the old school Raws, like a little mm-hmm. little platform, yeah, I, I guess cool. it was. It's something different. Yeah. It just brings it someplace... Yeah, like as soon as you say that, different. like certain things pop into my head when that comes in too, like Sensational Sherry, Ultimate Warrior, like, you know, she was trying to get the... Macho Man a title shot and she was like hitting on him and stuff and he does the nah! right in her face like certain like interviews on those types of platforms like instantly come to mind too like so yeah those types of things are to me are iconic things that I grew up with and I would love to see stuff like that come back but you need someone with a little more presence if you're gonna do those segments on the platform they don't have like an interviewer that has like presence that can kind of lead that segment yeah I feel like that's intentional too. Yeah, um, I mean, and, and again, I'm a, I'm a little biased, but I don't know if you guys have watched um, Quinn McKay in, in Ring of Honor. Yeah, but she's fantastic. Like she has a personality and right. interjects the personality, and it's not just let me ask these generic questions and stare off into the distance, pondering the answers. Afterwards, she finishes the interview segments with something funny or like something like um, she's great. Like she's. She is fantastic, and uh, somebody like that though, somebody who actually has a personality and not just. But I think that's by design on the WWE product, where in Ring of Honor we, you know, it's a little different. Right, and uh, my favorite promotion, the NWA, Dave Marquez is uh, has a little personality. He interacts with the people. He'll so he call people them, out. Presses them a little bit on. Yeah, stuff yeah, too, yeah, definitely, yeah. Which so, is great. It makes it. I mean, they're supposed to be like journalists essentially. Like the, what you're thinking of is like, I'm assuming that what this you know when I think of this, I think of the reporter in the locker room trying to get the story yeah and they'll ask tough questions and impress people like a good reporter um i mean now now they don't now it's you know what's what's that guy who should always start the red sox you know <laughs> johnny miller is that his name i think that sounds right you yeah. know and he was just like talk about it's just <laughs> talk about talk about like so well speaking of uh losing personalities my first thing that they should bring back how about the referees' names? <laughs> what do you think? I mean, just the fact that they're just guys in stripes, the referee, the referee this, the referee that. They do it in Ring of Honor. They do it at AEW. Yeah, it's it just in, in WWE. That's... In WWE, they don't. Yeah, it's one. Uh, Jim Ross actually just talked about this on his podcast not too long ago. Like, you, you talk, talk about it in real sports. Yeah. They say all the umpires' names. They say the football referees' names. Like they say it in, in in basketball, whatever else. Like, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to say, "Hey, this is the ref's name." Referee Sean Bennett. Referee. Yeah, you should know all the refs' names when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I certainly did. I don't. I mean, I guess they said it, but I did. I did know them all. It's just weird. I don't remember learning them, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I did know them all. Do they even put over on WWE? Do they even put over like the ring announcers' names anymore? Or is that because remember, like they used to like William Garcia, the Fink. Like, yeah, it used to always be. Yeah, they go to they, Howard they Finkel. Have, like a graphic. Let's go yeah. back down to Mike McGurk. <laughs> Who? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't even know if they. I don't think they do. I feel like they don't even even acknowledge. That's, I mean that that maybe say, but that's a strictly WWE thing. I think. Yeah. You know, the names of the referees and clearly it's intentional. Yeah, they just don't want anyone to 
outshine the wrestlers, I guess. I don't really know what the point is behind it. That's why they didn't hire you, Mike. They knew as soon as you get in there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're outshining the wrestlers. <laughs> Mostly just the glare off his dome. What? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Brian Malonis, please come back. Give me something that uh, we want to see back in professional wrestling. I want to see you back uh, holding back top talent off of every damn episode of TV. And I know we live in a day and age where the the ratings are driven, but there's so many guys on these rosters now that, like, think about when Brock Lesnar is on, just the, the big deal they can make of of Brock Lesnar. And, oh my God, he's, he's actually going to be here this week. And a lot of people get upset about that, but if you're an older fan, I say older, I mean, we're still fairly young gentlemen. Well, well uh, the two of us are. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you didn't see Hulk Hogan, even in a promo, every week on TV. Yeah. You know, you... Didn't see the Ultimate Warrior every single week, and and when those guys were really on top, you'd never see them wrestle uh, on TV. And I know it's a it's obviously a different business model at that point in time. They're trying to get you to actually go to the to the house shows at that point, which house show business in general seems to be a a pretty big afterthought um, at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even Ring of Honor, we don't have house shows. Everything is everything i pay-per-view at this yep. point everything is streamed live. But I I think it's special when you're not seeing somebody. You know, 52 weeks out of the year when you, you know, it becomes a little more special. It becomes a little more like, oh, shit, this person's there. This is going to be a big deal. Yeah. So. The only time they give people a rest is when they're hurt. And then they go away for a while and come back. And it's a big deal when they come back. So, I mean, I think they should work in to people's schedules like, here, we'll give you two months off here. Everybody works 10 months out of the year. Everyone gets like two months off just to go away and have something to excite people when you come back. I, I think that stuff should be kind of worked into the schedule rather than working these guys to the bone all year long. And then obviously you know, when they get hurt, then they go away. And that's the only reason anyone gets a big comeback is because they get injured. And there's a lot more injuries happening these days than there used to be. I'm so 50-50 on that. Like I... I think the idea is nice. Uh, I like the thought of giving some people time off, and you you know they'd come back fresher and things along those lines. But at the same time, I was a worker for so long, like I can't imagine think of like being forced to take like two months off at a time. Like that hurts you in so many ways. I think because like if you're a champion or you know you're gonna have to lose it or if if you're on a roll and things are starting to heat up oh well, this time's scheduled off so it's just it's a weird dynamic to think about yeah i do think you'd have to i mean that would only work for like they could do that with roman reigns you know what i mean you know i i think with the guy of that ilk that would work but yeah. if you're an up-and-coming guy on the roster you know I mean, I mean, a guy we know, Dijak. Could they? I mean, what if they just gave Dijak two months off right now? <laughs> like, all the work that they've done with him would seem to, I think, go by the wayside, sort of thing. Like, right. I guess it had to be like there had to be some sort of hierarchy where you know the higher you are on the card, the more time you'd get off. And so I, I haven't worked it all out in my head. It just kind of came <laughs> to me, guys. I don't have this written down here. It just kind of came to me. Yeah, no, it's one of those things where like the idea is good because it would open up spots for other people and blah blah blah. But at the same time, you know, there's three, four, five, seven hours of TV and WWE on for people to get their name out there and have spots and stuff. So I don't need 
think they need extra people taking extra time off to open up more spots. Oh, boy. Hey, somebody takes time off. It's your chance to go steal their spot. There you go. <laughs> uh, Brian Fury. So, you know, this is one of those things along the lines of what Malonis was saying, like making things special. And I think there should be some less pay-per-views. I don't know if I want to go to just four. I think six would be ideal for me every two months, I think. Once you start seeing these big matches all the time, in addition to two shows a week of the, the main roster, and NXT is, I guess, technically the main roster now too, but you're seeing too much of it. And I think the, the reason why takeovers are special for NXT is because there's only you know five or six of those a year. And they're still always seem like a big deal. Even Crockett, who doesn't watch wrestling at all, makes <laughs> make, makes an effort to watch uh, a takeover. I think that would work very well for the main roster as well. If there's only if there was some less pay per views, because I remember, man, like waiting to see SummerSlam and couldn't wait to see Survivor Series after that, and then the Rumble and WrestleMania. With them being every month, it's not necessarily destination viewing for me, and I think. It, it's hard because I, it's weird. My whole life, I wanted more wrestling and more wrestling and more wrestling. <laughs> it may, it's, it's probably because I'm older because I still watch wrestling all the time, but I don't um, necessarily look forward to it or as much as I as I once did because it's just the big events are so often. Well, they did cut down from two a month for a little <laughs> for a little while. They were yeah, yeah. SmackDown and Raw would each have their pay per view a month. Yeah, they got that going for them. <laughs> Fair Which enough. Is nice. But uh, yeah, there's. I mean, there's just too much wrestling. It's kind of hard to make a pay per view feel special. The only way they can make it feel more special is to make it longer, yeah. because the, you know the show is three hours long on <laughs> on Monday nights. So yeah, the pay per view has to be four or five hours to make it special. And I don't know if that really makes it special. Makes you know, it any you different. know who doesn't do that? Ring of Honor. Biggie Bam. <laughs> Got you there. <laughs> uh, so. I'm going to talk about a move that I don't see. I mean, I don't watch quite as much wrestling as you guys. I'm not involved. I mean, if we watched one match a month, that's more wrestling than Michael watches. This wrestling being on television right now on mute is the most wrestling Michael has seen, and he hasn't watched more than two seconds of it (laughs) in like three months. Well, maybe not this match here. He's uh, he's had a keen eye on this match. (laughs) Who's who's that? I have no idea. Uh, How about... How many back body drops you see these days? Oh, I'm always working. A, you, this guy, this piece of shit, does not watch my fucking matches ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is literally part of my comeback every time. Really? Yes. You fucking. All right, I'm going to go to something else. How about um, you? No, no, you're not getting off that uh, how about, you piece uh, of human garbage. I've worked all my life to get to this point, and one of my closest friends. Doesn't even take the time on who I host a podcast with can't be bothered to watch any of my matches. Any of them. It's hard, man. I mean, I, I don't have Nesson anymore. Are they on Nesson still? Jesus, do you have anything? What I mean, what are you doing over there? I got uh, you know, Netflix. Are you watching fucking friends on DVD? I have to. <laughs> yeah, we have to now because uh, it's not on Netflix anymore. Because it's garbage. Oh, that's yeah, Friends is terrible. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> All right, so there are back body drops. WWE, they don't really do back body drops anymore, do they, Brian Fury? <laughs> right? <laughs> Tell me, please. That's rare. Yes. Okay. It is rare. <laughs> Actually, there was just literally one earlier in the opening match of SmackDown, so 
Oh, well, that was a guy that hasn't been in WWE for a while, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't get the memo. John Morrison, right? I can't, I can't believe it. Literally, one of the signature things in in my comeback sequence. <laughs> Maybe I'll see something coming up. Who knows? Uh, (laughs) How about this then? Okay, let me go something else. Something you don't see in wrestling these days. I mean, not in WWE. You might see it uh, in other places. Time limit draws. A time limit draw. There's really very little acknowledgement of the time in a lot of these uh, wrestling shows these days. You don't watch AEW, do you? Five minutes gone by in the match. Five minutes gone by. And Ten minutes have gone by in this match. Ten minutes remain. No, they don't. They don't. They do that every five minutes. Yes. yes. Holy Toledo. Watch the fucking product, Michael. We're trying to tell you this. <laughs> well, Mike, that's a- you know who's gonna love this piece of the episode, <laughs> Mike Mills. That's fucking annoying. Every five minutes, that fucking Justin Roberts is perking up. Something he wanted two minutes ago. Now he's angry because <laughs> no, no, no. I want a time limit. I don't want them to get to fifty-five minutes and say five minutes remain. I don't want every five minutes the guy uh, fucking... Means the crowd has to be aware of where they are in the match. Uh, every other so you, sh- haven't, you haven't watched AEW at all, then? I watched one episode. Have you seen that Justin Roberts has taken the John Cena? Like, <laughs> John Moxley! Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me go something else, then. Let me see here. Oh, uh, <laughs> for 2 in this oh, round. Man. How about uh, the authority figure, right? They should bring that back. No. Wait, bring no. it back? Yeah, this is no. <laughs> where's Triple H been? <laughs> no, tell me, really. Uh. Where has he been? I don't know. Um, if, he, if, he was on the, uh. if he was on Monday Night Raw this past week, you wouldn't have known. I, that's dirt true. sheets would have said he would have read the results. Yeah, you must have read the dirt sheets. Triple H was on the dirt sheets this week. Yes. <laughs> I don't think he was on TV, though. No, it was on TV, but. Okay. How about this? Bring back the slow burn. I actually have that on my list. I mean, it's kind of impossible with the amount of television there is, but just taking your gosh darn time, like letting an angle play out, kind of like what they're doing with the New Day, right? When the big turn finally comes, Brian Malonis. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's, that's what you're hoping for, so the podcast falls apart, right? <laughs> exactly. That <laughs> friggin' podcast over well, there. It's funny. The, the last two things you guys have had, the uh, Brian with the fewer pay-per-views and you with the slow burn, I literally have that as a combo thing. Less pay-per-views, slow burn. Yeah, like like slow, slow the pace. storytelling, long term storytelling. I mean, the one everybody always thinks about is the story of the mega powers and how that was laid out over a year, and all these little breadcrumbs that were kind of dropped along the way. Yeah, I mean that's something that's missing. I mean, I think it's just a basically a product of the pace of wrestling these days with five hours of TV between Raw and SmackDown and, and you get your two hours of NXT as well. Just There's just so much that you got to keep it moving. You got to keep it snappy. People, short attention spans, they say these days. So that's kind of, I don't know if it's possible. Keep it snappy. Did you watch, uh, <laughs> did you watch that thing you do recently? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I quit. I quit. Um, <laughs> so, so, our our like, listeners wouldn't be so fortunate. <laughs> oh, come on now. So along the slow burn thing, like you say that, and then there's the Lashley Rusev feud with Lana that's been going on probably like two months now or so on Raw, and then people complain, "Oh, this is taking too long. Oh, this is 
going on too long. It's Everybody being, complains it's, about it with the ratings on it. It's, or. it's being dragged out. <laughs> so, like, which is it? What, 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 what do people want? They want things to be longer term storytelling, or do they, you know, want quicker pace or something? No, that's definitely like I remember, like the I mean, we see Bailey on our screen right now. The Bailey Sasha Banks. A uh, feud that everyone was anticipating would be happening. Uh, they kind of dragged it out, and then that was the sentiment online was like, "Come on, get to it! What's taking so long?" But I mean, I think it it played out pretty well, where they kind of swerved everybody, and Bailey ended up turning heel. And I think that's kind of a good thing. It was kind of played out over a long period. And I mean, you're absolutely right that online, the Twitterverse, and whatnot, people are just short attention spans i think in general i think that's half the problem with all the pissing and moaning online i mean there there are moments that happen like you it's again it's it's episodic storytelling there are going to be times where you should be very happy there are going to be times where you should be you should be very upset like you should shut off the tv and you should be incensed you should be enraged like i can't believe it and i gotta freaking watch next week now to see if this asshole gets his gets his revenge or whatever you know whatever but I, I think half of the problem with some of the bitching is nobody ever lets anything play out it's just you know be like to me it's you read four chapters into a book and and uh, it's, a, it's a 12 chapter book and the heel got over at that point so or the person you didn't like you know got ah fuck this book it's not <laughs> it's not going the exact way that i wanted to go the whole time I get on my phone and tweet about it yeah like it, it's just uh, yeah like yeah let the stories play out let the you know i think i think people do that with television shows too it's not just it's not just i mean for christ's sakes i mean i thought the wrestling crowd was bad and then the star wars crowd is 20 times worse so yeah Mm. You didn't watch Game of Thrones, did you? Because they nope. were fucking miserable this past season. No, I just, you know, they ruined this and that. And it's like, holy smokes. Does anybody just does anybody just watch anything anymore to be entertained? No. No. <laughs> Doesn't happen. Nope. All right, guys. To me, to me, television is like, I was, I put something on, I want to just, I don't want to think about, like, I mean, just, you're, just naturally, you'll sit there and you'll decide, do I like this or do I not like this? Yeah, I want to just enjoy it. And yeah. Watch it. Like, I'm not saying you have to just blindly enjoy everything, because, but if you just through the, through the organic process of just watching something, you might say, like, oh, that was, that stunk. I didn't enjoy that. I've, everybody's done that. But now people watch it with the critical eye. Well, I like 75% of it, but in this, you know, in this place here and, it's just like jesus christ just watch it whatever it is wrestling star wars game of thrones just god damn it just watch it and like you know without without the intent watch it with the intent to be entertained not with the intent to give your soliloquy on it at the at the end you gotta get your likes from your very insightful tweets oh boy (laughs) all right guys we're running short on time why don't we give us one more quick the number one thing each yes all right it's a very simple one saturday morning wrestling I had very fond memories of waking up on Saturday mornings and, you know, wrestling, I think, started maybe 10 o'clock, 10 and 11, 10, it was on maybe like 10 or 11. Um, yeah, I think it was 10 o'clock, o'clock and 11 o'clock yeah, and then Superstars, Superstars and, and Challenge. Yeah. And American Gladiators was on at noon. Yeah, so I, I, I had Glow. very fond memories of, you know, Saturday morning wrestling. And, I mean, to me, like, it's, I, I think about just my my son, and I guess it's a day day and age of DVR, so it really doesn't matter. But my son loves professional wrestling. I 
a lot of these programs, I can't let them stay up to watch to, or even like pay per views in the middle of them. Pay per views being at like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Or yeah, it's weird to think back and think that they were because I don't like in my head I don't remember them that way. But yeah, they certainly were. Yeah. So I mean, like I I, I would love. Well, I mean. I'm not going to see the Royal Rumble, but oh. I, I want to watch the Royal Rumble with my son. Like, uh, like it'd be very cool. But I, if I was to watch it live, I can't let him stay up till midnight to to watch this thing. But what would he gamble with? Uh, you know, I don't know. Probably my money. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's a special character. He sure is. Uh, all right. So Saturday morning wrestling—that's a good one. Brian Fury, very very good one. Okay, so for me, um, the commentators. They don't say the names of moves anymore. Mm. They don't, and I and I didn't realize this. I guess because it, you know things kind of change slowly over time. And you don't realize it until I'm training at the school, and I will name like two or three different moves. And people that watch wrestling every week are like, like I've never what is that? I've never heard it before. And <laughs> I'll show it, and they're like, oh, okay, we've seen that before, but it's never they've never said the name. They don't say the names of moves anymore. No, they don't. What they do is they're talking about what's going on in the latest storyline, and all they do is emphasize a syllable when someone hits something. It goes, and so he went in there, and he talked to the other guy, and they, whoa, and he went down. The, the, all they do is uh, emphasize as they're going through their uh, soliloquies. That's all that happens. Yeah, the action is not called. It's not like, I mean, it used to be called as like it were an actual sports event and they'd weave stories into it but it was still actually the action was actually you know the action was actually being called where it's not you know again but this is again to me this is a wwe thing when you guys talk about this because i think if you you know again mike and i don't watch the, the ring of honor product you don't want the <laughs> product but ian riccaboni does a really good job of actually calling uh calling the matches like calling it like a play-by-play and yeah and not just telling you the storyline I watched that pay-per-view that you were on with the, with the blood and stuff. I supported <laughs> did you, you. Did you pay for it? Yes, I did. Wow. I told you this at the time. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Death Before Dishonor, right? You only come out, yeah, you only come out for the big shows, huh? That's, that's, that's it. It's just, <laughs> ma- just the mania, brother. I mean, I, I think, you know, that's a big thing. I think that style of commentary lends itself to a more knowledgeable fan base i guess you could say Mm. um you know we grew up fans of wrestling and they would say the names of these moves and put it all over and because of that i think we are smarter for it i guess you could say rather than some of the fans now they just don't know the names of things or what to call things or uh you know it's it's just different and i i like when they used to put it over like it was like a real sport and talk about the names of things and whatnot just the finish right just the finish and the uh the signature move, and that's about it, right? Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, and they're all these weird names that I don't, you know, they're not, not like the names of the moves. Yeah, and then when I would start doing certain moves and in, in matches, and I'm calling them with whoever I'm wrestling, I'm like, oh, you know, the, do the D-Lo here. We'll do the, you know, the, <laughs> the whatever here. I still like to call it like the earthquake, the Yoko, like, yeah. <laughs> the Vader. <laughs> I think we'll close it out there, folks, because I got in about you got twelve. No, I got in about twelve that last time, and you, that know, were you rejected each and every one because they were wrong. So let us know what you want to see. Please come back into professional wrestling. Yeah, when we do an impersonation of Mike Crockett, oh, you know what? I, you know what I want to see? Uh, I want to see back in wrestling. I want to see him, uh, WWE bring back the brand split. <laughs> I want to see that. They're not doing that now, right? 
That's my impersonation of Mike Crockett. Love to see John Morrison again in the <laughs> WWE ring. Uh, <laughs> let us know what you think uh, for something that you'd like to see come back to professional wrestling. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your thoughts. Use the hashtag WPAN. Or you can call the voicemail line. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. And no voicemail. Uh, there's no reply from Tarzan. He told me personally he's not replying to Julian's voicemail from last week. No, Good. what is this? Good. Taking the high road. They're going back and forth, and uh, Julian was asking where Tarzan's balls were. What, what happened to your, your balls? I feel it's pooches over here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So is there trouble in uh, Paradise? Their podcast name that's way too fucking long to memorize and say. <laughs> the way we call it the way the over way. here on the wrestling podcast about okay. nothing sure. right is that what we call it the way podcast the way the pod. way way pod that's what i'll say way, way. Pod. so uh yeah check out truth justice in the new england pro wrestling and the new england pro wrestling way there's their plug this week uh tarzan taylor matt spectro and uh Julian Starr on that podcast, so check that out. Subscribe. Told me to they that. were going to have me on in January, but we're running out of time here. So. Running out of time, and you're a busy boy. Tarzan's on the road right now, as as we record this. On the road, heading down to the most magical place, <laughs> Disney World, baby. Oh, lucky bastard! I know. Is lucky he driving? Bastard. I know. Yeah, he's driving down. Jesus H. That's a brave soul. Drive down Wait, with, they... with the wife, baby, and the and the two Holy kids. smokes! Oh, with the little baby, man. Holy smokes! Good gravy. I would have bought the man flights had I known that. <laughs> oh, my God. I, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they want to drive. Like, Christ. I can't imagine. I can't imagine with a baby. Anyways. Ugh, well, speaking wow. of speaking of podcasts, let's talk about booking the territory for a moment with Mike Mills, Harbody Harper, and Doc Turner. They did the uh, Sunday night show, which is Smoky Mountain Wrestling. We're review. trying, Mike. We're trying. Talking to me? Mike Mills. Oh, okay. And uh, they do the Thursday show where they're talking about the old World Championship Wrestling show, the Saturday night 605 show. Uh, I don't know. We have to have a uh, little powwow with Mike Mills and see if we can get some things ironed out if you want this thing to happen on the uh, BTT feed. Check out mikemills.podbean.com. That's where you can find all the different podcasts out there on the Book in the Territory feed. And uh, our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Mike Quinn. New season starting, I believe, today. Episode 161 of our Vantage Point. Uh, great podcast. They're doing the best and worst managers this time out. Who's your number one manager, Brian Malonis? Of all time? Yes. Bobby Heenan. Come on. Yeah. Bobby Heenan. Not Jim Cornette? No, Bobby Heenan. He's <laughs> my num- Cornette's my number one. Of course he is. Cornette's good. He's, he's no Heenan. I think, uh, like, wit-wise, I think uh, Cornette's going to be... I mean, Heenan's best stuff was... You like, you like Jim Cornette's wit, do you? Maybe it's not the best thing to say these days. But all Heenan's best stuff, his best uh, witticisms were in the studio with uh, wait, wait, Gorilla Monsoon. Wait, wait, witticisms? That's a word. What? That's a word. No. Witticisms, yes. No. Let's look it up. Is that a word? At some point. It can't be a word. Witticisms. I don't think so. They were all in studio with Gorilla Monsoon. He was back and forth Gorilla. As a a manager, I think, you know, on the microphone, I think Jim Cornette was better. That's just me. We'll see what they say on our vantage point, and I I guarantee they don't agree with me. But uh, check out OVPpodcast.com. BTT will agree with you, though. 
They might. They, they very well might. Uh, greetings from Allentown. Fucking Crockett. Such a humanoid. <laughs> greetings from Allentown is another podcast you should be checking out. A solo show. Just one single gentleman. His name is PW, Peter Winson. He reviews one single episode of wrestling television each and every week. Check out Greetings from Allentown. And finally, the Rundown Wrestling Network. If you want to get caught up on all the wrestling from the past week, they have a podcast for just about every wrestling product there is. Check out rundownwrestling.com for all that kind of stuff. It is time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, you, Brian Malonis, are hitting the highways, byways, and airways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, and you got dates. So actually, I'm actually taking a date off the calendar. What happened? Uh, to kick off with, well, we'll call it personal reasons. Uh, I'm going to be unable to attend the Atlantic Pro Wrestling uh, event this uh, this Saturday night Uh-oh. in Newburyport, Massachusetts. So um, everything all right? Yeah, everything's good. Everything's good. I'm just you know not going to be able to uh, fulfill that fulfill that date. I will be back in Atlantic Pro Wrestling uh, soon. Um, but uh, you know, all the fans in the area, you should go support the show AtlanticProWrestling.com. Uh, actually, it's not in Newburyport. It's in it's in Beverly, Mass. Uh, excuse me. So uh, you're running from apocalypse, is what you're saying? Yes, essentially, is what wow. exactly what I'm saying. Believe us. Um, but uh, yeah, you, I mean, uh, there's still uh, you know going to be a great great event with or without me. The show goes on with or without uh, the Kingpin Brawler, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, go support Atlantic Pro Wrestling, AtlanticProWrestling.com uh, for tickets and full card information. Um, but uh, I'll I'll get back there in the you know, in the very near, you know, in the very near future for sure. Uh, but then, Mike, the next time I'm in action is on Sunday, actually. February, this is a Saturday. I'm so used to Saturdays. But Sunday, February the 9th, it's a free show, believe it or not, free Ring of Honor show called Free Enterprise, where all the tickets are free. Yeah, free. Wow. You going to come, Mike? Where is it? Baltimore. It's like $59 flights from, from Manchester to Baltimore. Oh, wait, you're not driving down? No, I'm not driving down. I'm getting blown in. Come on. Come on, Mikey boy. (laughs) Come on. That's going to be drive. I'm a flight guy, baby. You're a flight guy? I'm a TV guy. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) So you you got any miles for me? (laughs) (laughs) I do have plenty of miles. Well, actually, I don't know if I have plenty of miles these days. The... uh, we uh, we use some miles uh, to buy the old wife and kid uh, some. They're going to the happiest place on earth without me in July, but we won't talk wow. about that. Better. Wow, uh, kiddo has dance, so no boys allowed. Wow. But anyways, uh, Ring of Honor uh, returns to Baltimore, uh, the UMBC Center for Free Enterprise. It's a way through RH Cares to say thank you to the great fans of Honor Nation. Um, I think the streaming, uh, you know, streaming plans will be announced for that as well. But uh, free streaming? Uh, I I don't know for sure, but I mean it's called Free Enterprise, and all the tickets are free. So mm. uh, if you can't be there in attendance, but I mean in all honesty, if you're in a place like Baltimore is a Southwest hub. If you live in another Southwest hub, odds are you could probably get a $59 flight. Oh, back weird. F- you mean like Manchester, New Hampshire? <laughs> yes. Like you literally could fly down and back in the same day for like 150 bucks and go to this wrestling event if you were like in like a another Southwest hub. So a really cool thing that Ring of Honor is I think Crockett's is checking his bank account right now, actually. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the negative, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I'm heading to Nashville, Tennessee on Friday night, February the 28th, 
for uh, I don't know what the show is called for Ring of Honor. I didn't look it up, but uh, I'm very tired. It's very late, Mike. And then the very next night, <laughs> very late. <laughs> it is for me. Uh, the very next night, we head to St. Louis, Missouri again. Ring of Honor. Both these great events are are on Honor Club Gateway to Honor. Uh, that'll be my 26th state. Here you Ma- go. State of Missouri. Excited to go to St. Louis. I've only ever been to the St. Louis airport, so it'll be nice to to actually go and uh, actually see um, that great city. See some of that St. Louis style booking. Yeah. So if you want to, uh, if you want to <laughs> book the Kingpin, take it over, Mike. Brian Malonis at Comcast.net. If you want to email Brian Malonis, check his availability. Maybe he won't uh, back out of your show. Uh, <laughs> and, and I am, av- am available for, for to wrestle, to do seminars, for uh, signings, uh, whatever whatever your pleasure. Whatever strikes your fancy. Yeah, I, had a lot, I, have a re- I really have a lot of fun. been doing uh, some seminars and stuff. So I w- recently went up to the Limitless Dojo, um, had a fun time up there with uh, the Limitless students. And I really enjoy doing these seminars where I didn't enjoy, like Brian likes to do. Brian likes to run a wrestling school. I, I don't think I'd ever want to commit to doing that multiple days a week. Uh, in and out, right? Just <laughs> get in there. Get yeah, get cash, get out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I really do enjoy helping. I really do enjoy, you know, sporadically, you know, and um, you know, try. I mean, I also remember, you know, some of the seminars that we were forced to do, <laughs> and they were just, they all felt very much the same. So, I mean, I really try to gauge first of all the level of the of the students that I'm working with, or at least try to talk to whoever is organizing it first, and then gear you know if it is a beginner's course so then we, we do beginner stuff but if there are experienced people in there we can kick it up a notch you know so i really try to tailor it and, and make it a fun experience vending machine vignettes for all yeah not no doubt gotta do vending machine vignettes <laughs> hey uh that's a staple of the uh Mike, i don't want to i don't want to mention it but i was uh was at the you know i was at the fridge uh you know fury fury had something bad to say you know you know what you know, no, wait, wait, wait Fury, Fury says something bad? Uh, no, no, you, you, you didn't hear that from me. You didn't hear that from me. Wait, wait, Fury, no, really. <laughs> Let me know. Talk to me now. Jesus Christ. Such a terrible. Takes, <laughs> takes you back, doesn't it? Oh, sure does. <sighs> All right. Brian Fury, you've got something coming up for Chaotic Wrestling. We've mentioned it. Hudson, Massachusetts, right? Yes, Hudson, Massachusetts. Friday night, February the 7th. Brian Pillman Jr. will be there. Big announcement to announce what happened at Pandemonium, what's going to happen at Cole Fury. So much more to be announced in the near future. Get your tickets now, chaoticwrestling.com. Ignore the shoddiness of the website. Just go right to the ticket place. Go right to the ticket, you miserable prick over there. (laughs) New website's up and coming. It's up and coming. Just click on tickets, go right in there, and you can get your tickets. Damn skippy. November 7th, and we talked about Cold Fury is coming up. It's going to be in Haverhill, Massachusetts. Haverhill, Massachusetts, March 27th. Yep. And when do tickets go on sale for Cold Fury, the big one? Um, possibly February 7th. We'll see. I'm trying to figure out that exactly because there's two more shows after this Hudson show before the Cold Fury. So. Really? All right. So uh, get there to Hudson, find out what's going on at Cold Fury. Perhaps get your tickets for the big event that night. Uh, all right. This week's promo about nothing comes from the year 1995, and it's WCW World Championship Wrestling. And this was the very start of the Monday Night Wars, the very first Monday Nitro. And the Hulkster was there, Hulk Hogan, in a very different 
place. He wasn't backstage. He wasn't out in the ring. He was, was doing a promo. Mania. He was doing a promo. Yes. <laughs> From Pastamania. <laughs> Eric Bischoff was able to track down the Hulkster at his restaurant in the Mall of America. He's surrounded by fans signing autographs. Bischoff can barely get in there and get a word with the incredible Hulk Hogan on this week's promo about nothing. Michael Jordan's got his restaurant in Chicago. Coach Don Shula of the Miami Dolphins, he's got a steakhouse. But WCW's own world heavyweight champion Hulk Hogan, he's got pasta mania in the Mall of America. I want to try to get a word with him if I can squeeze in there. Hulk Hogan coming up. Debut edition of Monday Nitro. You've got Big Bob in the main event. Who's the greatest wrestler in the world? You know something, Eric Bischoff? Tonight on Monday Nitro, Pasta Mania has got all my Hulkamaniacs running wild. And I've eaten so many Hulkaroos and Hulkyus, I kind of feel sorry for Big Bubba, brother. Because tonight, brother, first time on TNT, I'm putting the WCW heavyweight title on the line. And with Pasta Mania running through my brain, who's going to beat Big Bubba tonight, Hulkamaniacs? And when I'm done dragging him around the Mall of America and all my pasta maniacs are tearing their WCW shirts off, brother, I'm going to give Big Bubba a dose of my Hulkaroos up there, and then I'm going to body slam him again. You know, with little Hulkamaniacs like that, pasta maniacs all around the Mall of America, Big Bubba, you better tighten up that waist on, brother, because the Hulkster's slim and trim. I've been eating my pasta mania, and what you gonna do in the Mall of America, brother, when Hulk Hogan, pasta mania, and all my pasta maniacs run wild on you? What's he gonna do? All right. Does he not have a mustache there? <laughs> it didn't look like it. it was... That was, uh, I, I tried to get real close there. Crockett's uh, iPhone 7. <laughs> Hard to see uh, Hogan's face sure, there. Sure, that's a 7. <laughs> Jeff Munson here. You like watching people get fucked for free? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. never, never mind. Pulls up the, cla- the classic promo. I love that one. Oh, the the the, the Mark Kerr. <laughs> yeah, marker, if you will. Talking about do you want to see someone get fucked for free? <laughs> yeah, should we replay that one not too long ago? But uh, yeah, the Hulkster. Uh, What's the name of the restaurant again? I didn't think we got that across. <laughs> I want some Hulkaroos, baby. Hulkaroos or Hulkaroos? What, what, what do you think? Those are, is that, is that like um, like SpaghettiOs? You think? <laughs> right? How is he slim and trim from eating pasta all the time? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Big Bubba better tighten up that waistline, ass, though. brother. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I'm I'm a pasta maniac. <laughs> Wait, the, some, the main some, event of the first Nitro was Hulk Hogan versus Big Bubba. Yeah, you didn't remember that? No. This is that era. I think feel like Hulk Hogan. The, this era of like WCW actually became like he's always been like a larger than life sort of cartoon character, but he kind of became like the the caricature of him of himself. Like just it was very over the top. It was. It's not a shock that fans at this point were really just fed up of. Hulkamania and the red and yellow and Are you kidding me? You saw those kids? They're all over the Hulkster there. Well, I mean yeah, if you're if you're a kid and you're like, hey, you want to go meet this famous wrestler, you're gonna do and say whatever. Signing autographs galore inside that restaurant. You got uh, I got I, I pulled up the menu for Pasta Mania 
Oh, all right. Um, I don't see Hulkaroos on here. Huh. We got uh, Hulk's Power Pasta, which is penne pasta, chicken, veggies, and your choice of sauce. Uh, there is Hulkaroni and cheese for the little pasta maniacs. Hulkios, which they don't really say what Hulkios are. I feel like that's got to be like spaghetti, like spaghettio type things. It's got to be. Yeah, but I don't see Hulkios though. All right. There's no Hulkaroos from what I see here. It's uh, hmm. Hulkaroos. Hulkaroos. They like Dunkaroos? Dunkaroos are delicious. Yeah, that's like a, a, des- a nice dessert. But I think, uh, I think we've lost Malonis. His. Yeah, he's looking at uh, female talent. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pasta Mania. Anyone get to experience Pasta Mania? Did not. Did no. Was that the only location? I don't think so. I think there were others, but that was the main location, I think. Because, you know, Don Shula has a steakhouse, but Hulk Hogan has. Pasta Mini at the Mall of America. <laughs> There's multiple Don Shula steakhouses. Yeah, well, I've been to the Michael Jordan Steakhouse at Mohegan Sun. They have Hulkaroos there. No, they did not. <laughs> maybe, maybe they do have Dunkaroos there. Right? <laughs> Good. <laughs> 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 All right, I see what you did there. <laughs> so yeah, this was basically, like you said, Malone. He's basically a caricature of Hulk Hogan at this point, just plugging his goddamn pasta. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is about just the shill uh, at this point, and. Uh, I mean, I can't even defend this. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, usually I'm the defender of weird Hulk Hogan promos and things like that, but uh, I can't even defend this. This is beyond, beyond, this is just shilling something. That's probably the whole reason they were at the Mall of America for Monday Nitro for the debut. That's, I mean, if, I think if you... It's been speculated. Yeah. Yes. If you believe the rumor, the rumor and innuendo. Well, I mean, I'm out there. Dirt sheets are Crockett Red. That's all they probably said back then. Probably. Yeah. I have. Yeah. I love how I love how he believes the dirt sheets, but doesn't believe anything that is said on the Pritchard or Bischoff podcast. Yeah, <laughs> because they're because he's it's it's brain, obvious Bruce Pritchard's Dave, trying Dave, to get back at the company, and he Dave did. Mel, the, but Dave Meltzer knew brainwashed by Meltzer. <laughs> Do you have your FDM shirt? No, I just think I think that stuff is all just it's. Phil, I, I think the one thing Bruce Pritchard is straight up, completely accurate on is. There's a morsel of truth, and then the rest of the 85% of the story is just filled in. And then when that percentage of it doesn't come to fruition, it's just, well, things changed. Right. And that and that note, folks, you've heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the WPN.com. We're closing in on a 200, guys. Whew. Very excited. Closing in. No, 196 is coming up next week on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. None of us has done 200 episodes, by the way. <laughs> I'm close. You missed a couple. I missed a couple. But you missed you know. at least four or five. Yeah, well, we're doing 200 anyway, folks. <laughs> You'll see it. You'll hear it. But next week is 196. Till then, he is Brian Malonis. He's Brian Fury. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko. And thanks for nothing. Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz 
Bobby Chris Bobby Chris Bobby Chris Bobby Chris Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz